Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And nobody. This from studyfinds.org says that female psychopaths are surprisingly common. And They should have asked me. <laughs> I've dated. <laughs> Large enough study sample or whatever they call it. Yeah, well, <laughs> large enough I don't date anymore. Um. <laughs> so I believe it, um, but I just, I guess people would be surprised, and that's why it says surprisingly common, because usually you think of a psychopath and you think of like a male serial killer. I realized when I read this story, I was like, huh, I do kind of think that myself. I mm-hmm. almost never bring an image to mind of a woman when I'm thinking of psychopaths, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe I am one of those people who um, is kind of biased in that way. It's not that I would, if someone asked me, do you think females can be psychopaths? I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd start Mm -hmm. thinking about it. I'd be like, yeah, I know plenty of female psychopaths. But it's just something that I never really thought of on purpose. So Yeah. Well, the other thing is women don't tend to be do-it-yourselfers in in some respects. It's like, you know, if, if a woman wants to kill her husband... Uh, she may well, you know, get some teenager to do it, mm. you know, out of simping. Um, <laughs> and, uh, That's a good point. and so depending on how devoted he is, that may never, they may never know. He may go to prison hmm. and, uh, you know, she may just walk away blissfully with the inheritance. Do you know <laughs> the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard? I know the, I've heard the name. It's been coming up a lot recently because in maybe December, she got out of prison where she was in for like eight and a half years because she had a boy kill her mom and she only went for eight and a half years and he went for life. And it seems Mm -hmm. like a really big difference, which definitely is. And the reason that the jury or the judge or whatever had sympathy on her, not the guys, because she was um, a victim of something called, what is it, what is it, Manchowson by proxy. So it's when mm. the mom has been like abusing her her whole life so that way she can get attention and money by saying that her daughter is disabled when really there was nothing wrong with her. Like she was in a, right. a wheelchair, but actually she could walk and her mom would like make her pretend she couldn't walk and she had to go through all these surgeries and had her hair shaved off and all this stuff. And she was like really sheltered from like the whole world to the point that um, the the jury had like sympathy on her, but she met this guy online and started saying stuff to him. Like you like he, he, they were in a weird, like ugh, creep, creepily sexual relationship for like young teenagers, just cringe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how young, but like, Maybe maybe even early 20s, but they kind of acted like teenagers because the guy was autistic and the girl obviously was really sheltered. So mm-hmm. Gypsy convinced him. He would always be like, I would protect you from anything, babe. You know, and she was like, anything, mm-hmm. anyone, even my mother. And then they devised this plan and he came and stabbed her mom to death in the night. But she gave him the knife and um, like made the whole plan, basically. And she only got eight and a half years. Wow. Um I, I just don't know if that would be the make... amazing thing is she could have just walked away That's... or, you know, even rolled away and then walked when she was yeah. at a safe distance. That's what a lot of people say. But one thing that makes me feel um, a little like it's just sort of a gray area 
is that she had tried before to run away and the cops brought her back to her house. Oh, wow. Even as an adult. So she and then she was told by her mom, like, no one will believe you. And she didn't even know much about the world. Like she barely was able to get on the Internet when her mm-hmm. mom uh, wasn't was asleep or whatever. And um, yeah, I'm kind of into this case. Yeah, that's that is awful. And yeah, I'm familiar with Manchowson by by proxy. There have hmm. been uh, a number of cases. I think I actually heard first heard about it on the X-Files. Hmm. They had a Manchowson by proxy case. Is that all fiction? The X-Files? Mm-hmm. Um, it's fictionalized. So there may be actual cases that inspired some of it, mm. but they... You know they're going to change everything to make it fit their story. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't draw any conclusions about the real world from watching the X Files. Okay, I've I've never seen that, even though it does sound like something that would interest me. I just never ended up watching it for whatever reason. Isn't it amazing that George Bush killed a million people in Iraq just by lying, and yet, you know. He still gets invited to all the best dinner parties. Hmm. And at the same time, you know, they, they want to take the guns away from regular Americans who would take 60 years if averages kill, to, if, if averages hold to kill that many people. Hmm. That's just horrendous. Do you um, think that the girl who went up there and cried about babies and in incubators or whatever, do you think she's a mass murderer? Because she lied. Um. I would bear her a lot of responsibility, or I would uh, assign her a lot of responsibility. I would say she's she's definitely responsible for for a lot of that uh, a lot of that death. But mm-hmm. the thing is, they and maybe this is because I was in a military academy when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. when when somebody does something under military orders, I'm going to hold the commander who gave the orders responsible first. Hmm. Well, that is how you create a bunch of drones. You put them through basic training and shave all their hair and make them mm-hmm. think, I'm not responsible for anything I do. It's just the commander. And I think that's yeah. one of the creepiest things. You might mm-hmm. be creating a bunch of psychopaths that way, speaking of psychopaths. Yeah. and Although I think I think in general, psychopaths are psychopaths from birth. I'm yeah, not but- sure. and. And even the things that they're sure about, I'm not sure about. Right. You know, I just know this is this is the common wisdom now. There's a lot of things that they used to be. My church has a thing we call the bong ri- uh, the bong ritual, and you get a glass bong and you fill it with water and you light it with fire and draw air through it and. And, uh, and the little patter is, you know, the, these are the four elements that all the best minds thought made, thought made up all of the matter that, that we observe in the universe, earth, air, fire, and water. And so when we take our toke, we remember that all of the best minds on earth were completely wrong. And we should always question what we think we know. Why? Because there's <laughs> plasma? Or we- well, no, because there are uh earth air fire and water aren't uh aren't elements uh earth is a oh, is saying. a mixture of chemicals air again a mixture of 
chemicals, but this time gaseous. Hmm. Uh, water is a mixture, of course, of hydrogen and, and oxygen, and fire is a uh, is a discharge of energy from a from an exothermic chemical reaction. So, uh, so yeah, they just completely abstracted the problem wrong based on what they what they observed, but they weren't useless. Okay, because the same people who did that abstraction started studying earth, air, fire, and water to figure out how they worked. And by doing that, they eventually came to, hey, wait, this none of this is right. It really should be abstracted this way. And and that's how we ended up with a periodic table of the, of the elements. And I bet getting a little high helped people figure some of that out oh, well, it, a lot, it too. Well, it could well be. Could well, could well be. <laughs> I know that Mark Passio says, and he's not like a scientist or something, but his theory basically is that there are people, and it's a very small amount, who are born psychopaths. Just you don't have the ability to have a conscious and everything. But then there are something he calls secondary psychopaths, and that would cover, you know, the people in the military who become psychopathic because of everything they've mm-hmm. gone through. And um, just like people who were tortured and stuff mm-hmm. from birth, you know. Yeah, the thing about people in the military is I think I actually think it it that it's not a case of being psychopathic because frequently they actually have um you know they're they're frequently very conscientious people, but the thing is they it's not that they don't know right from wrong. In in the sense of not being able to distinguish between the two, it's that they've been taught things like, I mean, it's like an inquisitor who's been taught all his life that obedience to God is the most important thing. And this is obedience to God. Mm-hmm. He may have a strong conscience and that strong conscience may drive him to do horrible, horrible things from somebody who doesn't share it. His, the value system that he's I'm been not indoctrinated. All with. military people yeah. psychopathic, to be clear. Like, yeah. there are definitely ones that they do something and then they're messed up from it because it's, it's, it weighs on their conscience. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, this is uh, Tom from Baltimore. Uh, I used to be a regular caller. I haven't called in a while. How is well, Ian doing? Back. He is uh, doing well. He's in jail, but he's always in a good mood, reading, doing, meditating, calling me, etc. Mm. I'm the retired cop that used to talk to him a lot. Please let him know that uh, my thoughts and prayers are with him. Oh, well, thank you. I will. So what and by the way, oh, thank you for correcting me on something. Uh, I'll blame Ebonics on this. Um, I always thought that Lincoln... Park was Lincoln Park. It <laughs> is. I googled it, and you're correct. It is Lincoln. <laughs> so, yeah, and you're from there. Oh wow! I'm from there. I I, I was born there. Uh, I lived there. Worked as a cop there my entire career, and never knew it. Did never knew it. you ever have to go to a call because there was a body dumped at Lincoln Park? That's a terrible place. Hmm. Um, there used to be kind of like New York, um, separate divisions of the Baltimore police. There were park police, uh, there were housing police, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, they, they've consolidated that now, saying that it makes for a more efficient police department. It, it doesn't, because 
people don't want to patrol the parks. Um, I, I have, uh, as part of my post that had parks on them, like Patterson Park, patrolled parks. Um, but Lincoln Park, now that I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, that that is a creepy, creepy area. It's, it's, uh, I also found out uh, with the Google search, according to them, it's the second largest municipal park. It's over 1,000 acres. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. And, and it is very creepy. Uh, I used to live in a high-rise um, handicapped and senior building because I was a cop. They wanted police on premises, and mm. they gave us a super discounted price, next to nothing. And it overlooked a place called uh, Druid uh, Hill Park. And they have a lake there. And uh, a friend of mine who worked for Baltimore County and was part of their dive team uh, had done numerous dives in that lake. And he said, it is pitch black. You literally can't see your hand in front of your face. Creepy. And he speculated there must be hundreds, if not thousands, of bodies in that lake. What? And that's separate from the lake that you were talking about. But yeah, Baltimore is, used to be a beautiful city. I remember as a kid playing in Patterson Park, for example, and playing in the Pagoda, like a Chinese-type building where you could run up, and it was a nice place. Today, as a retired police officer who can still legally carry a gun, to put a vest on, I will step foot in, in Baltimore City. It's that mm. bad. The murder rate per capita, what made it the number one murder capital in the world, even though Chicago has horrible rates, I think we're down to second, but uh, you take your life into your own hands and you step foot in Baltimore City, and it's affecting Baltimore County. That's why I live, although still in the Baltimore suburban area, I live in Carroll County. Hmm. Wow. I wonder why it's so bad there. Maybe well, government policies. I, how long? How long have, has it been exclusively Democrats in power in uh, in Baltimore? Uh, as long as I can remember, and there were, some, <laughs> there were some good Democrats. I remember, you know, uh, Schaefer. Although personally, I didn't particularly care for him. He he was a, a good mayor. Um, I respected uh, Kurt Schmoke. Um, after that, uh, we had O'Malley, and, and then I, I can't remember who because I ended up retiring. It just became a mess. I remember my mentor in the 80s uh, when I was in the Baltimore City Police Academy saying, you're probably going to be the last class that graduates who can actually make a career and work their way up the ranks in this department because things had been for so long with affirmative action that now there was, and I witnessed this myself, in fact, several of us had won several federal lawsuits for, I hate this word, but reverse discrimination. Discrimination is mm. discrimination. Mm. Yeah, it's not um, reverse, it's my, just discrimination. <laughs> right. Yeah. But my mentor said, you're probably going to be the last class who can actually work their way up the ranks. And, and he was exactly right. And that, that was in the late 80s. Why, what as, what does 80s, that exactly mean? Like that everybody else would just get chosen based on um, like diversity and inclusion quotas or something? It, it, it was downright nepotism. They hmm. thought that for so long. And, you know, 
I, I, I get this. It doesn't excuse their behavior, but they thought for so long that the whites had been promoted that they're just going to give it to their buddies. And it's ruined the department, uh, as, along with many other things that have happened in, in Maryland, uh, state legislative bills that have taken away the law enforcement officer's bill of rights. You couldn't pay me enough to be a cop in Baltimore City. Uh, you really couldn't these days. And, and I'll leave you with this. The reason that things have gotten so bad is the breakdown of the family unit. It's not the schools. It's not the police department. It, it has to do with the folks who live there. And this affects people of all stripes. Every time you limit somebody's path, you know, you're making everybody poorer. Yeah, like the licenses. I think it was in Georgia for braiding hair. Uh, money transmitter licenses. Yeah. You know, you can't forget those. Uh, I mean, that's that's just absolutely insane. It's like we created and promoted Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. We made it something. And then the FEC comes in and says, well, this is valuable now. So we own it. Right. And you have to beg us for permission to use it. It's, we didn't make it for you. That's the thing about it that I'm always trying to explain to people, like, when, at what point did the government actually become in charge of Bitcoin? Bitcoin was not made by the government. There's no evidence it was even made by someone in the United States at all. Yeah. And and they foreclose, and what they want to do is foreclose even the possibility of making something better than their system because as soon as something has value in their eyes, they own it. Mm -hmm. And that's just absolutely obscene. And then they own it and they can ruin all the um, ways that can be useful. Like today I have a friend who's um, interested in buying Bitcoin, which is kind of like of course, they're all interested now that it's at an almost an all-time high again. But fine, like whatever gets You're you into Bitcoin. You're supposed to buy when it's at an all-time low, but, you know, <laughs> but whatever keep buying because in... mine's going up. And it's always a good time to buy Bitcoin, really, because, <laughs> yeah. well, okay, I know well, that Well, it's always a good Bitcoin. time to buy Bitcoin cash. Yeah, I was going to say. I, th- I think that, that, uh, that a reckoning is going to come for Bitcoin BTC. Mm-hmm. I really do. And you I don't cannot charge $5 fees and expect people to use your currency. So I have a friend that is interested in buying cryptocurrency. Now that I think of it, it's not even Bitcoin that he's interested in. Um, And he was texting me today asking me about, he was like, oh, I didn't know Dash Direct went away. I had heard about Dash Direct, but it looks like it's not a thing anymore. I was like, yeah, it's not the government's fault. Um, It's not a thing anymore, and it is the government's fault. And um, I was telling him about BitRefill, and he said, oh, they don't even have Bitcoin Cash on there. Just like... There's all kinds of things that have been so useful for using cryptocurrency in the real world, and the government has ruined it. Yeah. Like, even just buying peer-to-peer online by um, Bitcoin. What was the peer-to-peer Bitcoin? Uh, Local Bitcoin. Yeah, there were a couple. There was local.bitcoin.com was Bitcoin Cash, and then they had uh, localbitcoins.com, which was... uh, Mostly BTC. I think it was exclusively BTC. There is local Monero, which I think is still around and probably sells more than one. Uh, I think they I think they sell several cryptocurrencies Hmm. and and they're peer to peer to peer. But yeah, it's it's really, really unfortunate that uh, 
the the uh you know the war pigs i mean there's there's nothing the war pigs won't do it's it's not surprising they're psychopaths <laughs> yeah and you know speaking of psychopaths what's her name warren the the elizabeth senator? warren yeah. yeah elizabeth warren hates cryptocurrency and has made a task force specifically targeting cryptocurrency and is begging the federal government to make worse and worse um, draconian laws against cryptocurrency. But I guess the senators do this thing called raising the flag to a person. It's basically just a (laughs) stupid thing where they try to tell you or they try to give it's like an award. They will give an award Mm. to someone who they are claiming was a good person, did good for society. And for some reason, out of nowhere, Elizabeth Warren did this raising the flag award to Satoshi Nakamoto for making the lives of everyone more prosperous by giving the disenfranchised the ability to have monetary control over their lives or whatever. That's what she said. How are you going after Bitcoin and also admitting that it's good for people? Well, the the reason is somebody sent that to her because they do these things because somebody requests it. And I assume that they're probably getting paid for doing it. So somebody sent that in knowing that she wouldn't know who he was and she'd just do it. Whoa. And then she'd look like an idiot. Oh, um, my gosh. I was like, that so, is weird. Yeah, it was a, a trap, but she's still an idiot because don't do that if you don't know who somebody is. She is an idiot. What what the heck? I wonder if that is the case, that she just didn't know who Satoshi Nakamoto was. In general, global freedom has dropped sharply in 2023, a new study says. And that should bother that everyone. coming. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's ever really going the opposite direction. I mean, Argentina, possibly. Even Argentina, there's some bad news. Um, what happened there? Well, apparently the uh, the the guy has taken over Malay mm-hmm. um, has has put out some decree about banning woke words. So I'm not really is, against this because he's I'm, only banning the government and government documents from using oh, these words. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I what I happened upon was a mis was a was a mis. Um, uh, misrepresentation of that, then, yeah. Or I misunderstood what I read. One, and of the I two. understand because I would be against it too if he was banning any word from like the people. But you can ban whatever you want with the government. Um, ban them from talking at all. I mean, I'd, I'd be perfectly happy to ban them from breathing, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it a necessarily um a good plan. But yeah. I also well, I mean, I'd let him quit. Right. Just while they're in a, while they're a government employee, they're not allowed to breathe. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> but he, you can resign and start again anytime you want to. <laughs> he, though Javier Malay, he is like holding the, them underwater. I think that if they're going to attempt assassination, it may be soon because he is going mm. directly after their money at this point. Yep. He's um, taken away their little fake charity projects um so the the provinces they're allowed to control these little fake charity projects that usually include like oh we're gonna fix bridges in our province and it's all federal money but a lot like you see in the united states they say oh we're gonna need like 20 billion for this they get 20 billion then they're like oh it actually costed 30 billion and and then they have way more money a lot of it goes to their cronies and besties Mm -hmm. and 
a lot of times the built bridge never even gets built because it's just like so bad and corrupt there. The, uh, apparently that's a federal thing. So Javier Malay just got rid of those like point blank. They're, they nice. don't exist anymore, those programs. And um, also apparently the provinces pay taxes to the uh, feds and then the feds like give them back a certain amount. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it has to work, like, go through that process. It seems kind of stupid. Um, but the provinces, the governors there really rely on it for like, you know, paying their cronies and besties and, um, you know, feeding off the people. And Javier Malay isn't sending them their money back. So they're really mad. Oh, wow. All the stuff that he's doing to them is, um, you know, truly attacking the parasite class. The caste is what he calls them. And mm-hmm. um, I'm completely here for it. So hopefully in, in, in um, Argentina... Freedom will will we'll see a study says freedom has risen sharply in the next couple of years. That would be great. Hopefully they don't just kill him or impeach him. Well, I I would not be surprised if they came after him one way or the other. I mean, I mean he's better than he's a lot better than than Trump, and I think they're going to yeah. kill him. Hmm. You yeah. do? If he wins again, I would be I would be very surprised if he took office again. I think they'd just whack him. Hmm. They are so desperate to keep him out of office. Mm. And I don't even like the guy. It's not like he's a freedom guy. Right. You know, he's just in some ways less horrible than the people that we have had. You know, like I think he's less horrible than Joe Biden. Me too. I think he's less horrible than Joe Biden, but I also don't like him. And I hadn't really considered would they kill him if he went won again. I don't know. It's mm. possible. I mean, I don't put anything past them i also just wonder if he's like completely a part of it just really good at hiding it because that's like the whole game tim in florida you're on the line what's on your mind tim oh man oh well netanyahu is a psychopath oh it probably Uh, is the settlers who are getting congratulated by Mossad for blocking humanitarian aid uh from getting getting through those people are psychopaths um what what what's going on there so this is in Israel? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not really getting reported mainstream. Uh, they're kind of reporting it in an off-the-cuff way where they're like, well, uh, the UN is reporting that uh, because of the conflict and because of civil unrest, they're not able to get humanitarian aid through. But meanwhile, people are posting videos of, you know, they're they're basically blocking it and they're they're having parties and, like, making fun of them because... They can't get food. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty horrific. And then they had this incident where they, um, I guess it was this morning, they they bombed a bunch of people while they were waiting for aid, or yeah, they'd showed up for flour or something. And uh, yeah. Yeah, they and so and the Israel Israelis, sorry, shot some Palestinians that were waiting for aid. Yeah. Oh, whoa, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, the excuse is they'll report it, you know, like, oh, it's civil unrest. They were they were rushing the truck, but hmm. um, it seems that when only, I think, I think at one point it was only 10%, and I'm not even sure that much is getting through. Um, so there's that issue. Uh, so they're basically trying to starve people over there. It's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, and then you got the IDF soldiers who, on October 7th, fired tank shells into the homes of Israeli settlers. And the helicopter pilots who fired Hellfire missiles 
into cars, fleeing the music festival. Uh, those were psychopaths taking Wait, orders. Wait, so, sorry, you're saying that video from October 7th has come out and it showed that the IDF was firing at the homes of Israelis? It's testimony. It's testimony oh, oh. from, yeah, it's testimony from uh, music festival survivors hmm. uh, who, were, who were fleeing and survived. And uh, basically there were IDF members firing guns upon, uh, you know, in, into the areas where settlers were, sorry, not settlers, but the, the music festival goers, many of whom were settlers, uh, they were fleeing from. And, and one of the survivors was like, no, no, I'm, don't shoot. I'm, I'm Israeli. But, you know, some people would say that and they'd still get shot. And there's something called the Hannibal Doctrine, which I, I brought up on here before. And it's basically the idea that uh, if you, if you, your people has, uh, this is an Israeli doctrine, uh, possibly also in the U.S. military. I've, I've heard of it, too. Uh, if you are in a situation where you can't win, and that's the U.S. version, you, you basically call in a bomb to your location. Uh, but this is more when, you, when a, the Israeli version is when uh, hostages are taken. You basically kill the hostage shakers and the hostages. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Accountability can't be transferred to any software system. Software engineer Laura Nolan unpacks use of AI in war. A mass assassination factory was the headline of the investigation by Plus972 Magazine. I guess that's the name of a magazine. Mm -hmm. And Local Call that unveiled the use of an artificial intelligence-based targeting system by Israel. The system called Habsora or the gospel in English. Wow, creepy. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Um, uses advanced technology to get targeting recommendations faster than a team of human beings. It sounds exactly like what you're saying. Nobody. <laughs> but are technological advances making war deadlier? What kind of information goes into an AI-based military targeting system like the one Israel uses? And it says, on Upfront, software engineer and member of the Stop Killer Robots Coalition, Laura Nolan talks more, so you can learn more about it there, um, talking to someone named Mark Lamont Hill about using AI systems in warfare. And that's where the article ends. I didn't realize how short that was. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty frightening for a, for a short article, you know. He, yeah. They'll be doing that here if there's mm. ever a revolution. You mm. know, They'll be doing the same things here. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah, that's a good point. They could use that. I mean, and the thing is, like, people don't care if something like this is being used, as long as it's being used against somebody they don't like. Like, there's a lot of, like, I, I don't even want to put people into groups. I'll just say that there are a lot of people in the United States who are totally fine with this war because they don't care. It's just Palestinians. Those are less than human, they say. Yeah. So a lot of people probably don't care. The first, the first step to a total war is you have to dehumanize uh, the enemy. Right. 
and uh, and that's that's universal. That everything has to be one sided. There has to be one bad guy and one good guy because that's how the how that's the only way that the human mind can be made to do the the horrible things that it does. That's why there can't ever be a good good news story about Russia. Hmm. You know, it's like. There are good people in Russia. Putin isn't one of them. Right. But there are good people in Russia. Apparently um, he just, uh, like, very sham election just happened. Now he's going to be a leader for another six years. What is it, prime minister? I don't know. Or president? He's president, I oh, okay. think. Yeah. For another six years? That's crazy. Oh, wow. And he's already been president for a really long time, apparently. But Yeah. Well, he was president for a while, and they have constitutional limits, but it limits consecutive terms so for a while i think he did two terms as president and then he ended up with some other job and somebody who was more or less a putin puppet um mm. became president uh so that he so that it wasn't consecutive terms and then he was able to come back and run for president and win and uh you know who knows how honest the elections are there they're they're rigged here i figure they're probably rigged there too it says that he's been president since 2012 so at least that long maybe there was another stint i can't like just pull it up right off the top of um here oh and another weird fact his birthday is october 7th the in question oh wow yeah day that the, the hamas um bombed israel and started this war yeah, well, not just bombed, but but invaded. And it, yeah, I mean that was really horrific too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there in in wars between governments, there just there aren't any. I there's think it no wasn't good even guy. bombs. I keep saying bombed, but I think they actually it wasn't flew bombs. In and they were came shooting. in and and shot mm-hmm. a whole lot of people, kidnapped a whole lot of people. They mm-hmm. came in. Some of them came in on hang gliders of all. Yeah, not hang gliders, but uh, but lightweight powered. Uh, powered planes. There's a name for them, and I can't remember what they're called. And Jay said that um, they're kind of like a rec- recreational thing that people. It's like a hang glider, but it's also mm-hmm. like a four wheeler almost. Like I looked this thing up. It's kind of like a, or maybe not four wheeler, but more like a. Um, it's something that I would have called a three wheeler or a three or green machine as a kid. Like it's kind of like a trike, but for older kids, and it goes really fast. It looks like that. It, it has like wheels. But you can somehow shoot it up in the air and then glide down. I've never mm. heard of this until Jay was an, our co-host on other days. Jay Noon was telling me about that. And what an evil use of that thing that you would fly in on that yeah. over a wall and then kill people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, who knew that the, the, the f- when, when you lock two million innocents into an open air prison, hmm. they form some of the worst prison gangs. Who knew? Right. Um, That's, but I guess I can see how that would happen because, you know, most people in prison who aren't in prison for, you know, drugs or prostitution or something like that, at, at least there's some reason that they're in there. Hmm. But imagine being born in prison doing life without parole. It's like, what do you do? That's one of the reasons I just can't get behind all these arguments. Like some people... That um, are even like libertarians in some case, they want to tell you, like, listen, if you went to Palestine, you'd realize that these are really bad people. All of them are really bad people. And it's like, first of all, that doesn't mean that babies are ever guilty of what their parents do. Babies Mm -hmm. are dying. And second of all, it's just like 
the government of Israel made them this way. It, even if you're, what you're saying is 100% true, like I haven't been there, but even if what people are saying is 100% true, like all Palestinians are monsters, every single one of them, even the babies. Well, the, they're only that way. That's only the case because of what the Israeli government has done. So I'm going to get into this story from yahoonews.com or news.yahoo.com, actually. And it says that global freedom sharply dropped in year 2023, a study says. And I believe it. I definitely uh, wouldn't be surprised at all. Oh, oh, no. But the way they're describing it is already pretty dumb. They're saying democracy faced sharp widespread setbacks worldwide in 2023 with violence and manipulation marring a series of elections freedom house said thursday so i guess freedom house is the study group they didn't even explain that but yeah they're they're measuring freedom they're measuring yeah global freedom in democracy so that's already a bad sign but (laughs) um It says, in its annual report, the U.S.-funded pro-democracy advocacy research group switched classifications for two countries, downgrading Ecuador from free to partly free, and upgrading Thailand from not free to partly free. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know Thailand's gotten better, but now I don't even really trust this um, group, this pro-democracy advocacy and research group. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that familiar with them. I've read the Cato Institute studies hmm. from time to time, but I haven't I haven't seen the Freedom House uh studies. Yeah, I had never heard of them until now. It says overall political rights and civil liberties declined in fifty two countries, and only twenty one countries saw improvements. The eighteenth straight year that global freedom has declined. Wow. And much more lopsided of a trend than a year earlier. Even if you look at it region by region, usually we are able to say that one is an outlier, but every single region registered a decline. Said report co-author Yana. Wow. That is like an Eastern European name. I'm not going to even try. (laughs) (laughs) The deterioration is pretty widespread, she said. And I, I would just have to agree that the deterioration of freedom is pretty widespread, whether it's because you're someone like Skeeter who just doesn't care what happens to other people <laughs> as long as you get your way, or that's people who are thinking they're doing the right thing, but they're actually being manipulated by psychopaths who want them to give away all their freedoms. Like I feel like that's where most of the anti-gun people are at. They think they're doing a good thing. Yeah, and and there's always there's always a trade-off um at first glance between safety and freedom Hmm. you know you uh but and we know that that was going on even during the revolutionary days because we had uh had uh um people like uh, ben franklin saying those who would sacrifice safe freedom for safety deserve neither and will lose both right um and uh, that hasn't changed, you know. I it, definitely think that there are people that think, oh, we'll be safer if guns just don't exist. We'll just legislate them away and guns won't exist anymore. Yeah, and it's like, no, the the people, the, the biggest killers in America will still have guns because the biggest killers in America are the government by mm-hmm. a wide stretch. Um, and then also all of the... 
people who don't care about what's legal and what's not legal anyway and mm-hmm. kill people in gangs because they're trying to rob someone anyway. They're not just going to suddenly not have guns because a law says they can't have a gun. The mm-hmm. laws are already not keeping them from, you know, accessing guns. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, that, that to me is, is the number one issue because, uh, you know, when, if the government goes, we're going to need to be able to defend ourselves. And if the government stays, we're going to need to be able to defend ourselves from them. And those leaders who are, like we've covered this show, psychopathic and losers and generally bad people, they're not just those things. They're also getting older and older. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Well, who isn't these days? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I just mean that overall the people who run are getting, they're, they're older and older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like Mitch McConnell, you know, I, 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 I've watched his speech and it's like the guy who ran the turtle suit just went out to take a smoke when he was in the middle of his speech and he's just standing there yeah, like yeah. somebody somebody take the controls my theory for that is have you ever seen the transformers animated movie from 1985 i think it is. i have not oh man i really wish they had because there's oh i think i think i already explained this to you didn't i or maybe it was a different i host. think we did talk talk about it once but. basically i think Mitch McConnell and all these people probably have made deals with Satan. And sometimes they're getting directly sent a message into their brain from Satan, threatening them over something. And they're so scared because they're just getting closer and closer. They're 88 or whatever, about to die. 88-year-old man is pretty old for um, life expectancy as far as like the United States and stuff. Well, he is getting older and older. He knows he's about to die and he knows what fate await him, waits him. And sometimes he can't even finish a sentence or a speech because he's just so freaked out about what's going to happen to him. That's my theory. Yeah. I can't get behind the whole Satan thing. I just, I, I, it doesn't make sense. I don't think there's like, I don't think of it the same way as, as like Christians do. So, okay. (laughs) I just do think that there are evil forces and good forces and, I do yeah. think that you're getting what's coming to you when you die. Yeah. Maybe you can make up for it eventually and try again. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I kind of uh my my image of uh of uh cosmology is is very fragmented. You hmm. know, it's like I I've got a whole bunch of possibilities. I'm I'm open to the possibility that this is all a computer simulation. Hmm. Um you know, it's not it's not impossible. It would explain some things that seem very strange about the universe, like the universal speed limit being the speed of light. That strikes me as absolutely bizarre. It is. But uh but a lot of times a computer program will have arbitrary limits. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. One yeah. thing there, there was this whole post, it was actually just like a post on Twitter, but it kind of convinced me at the time that there's no way it's a computer simulation. And the one thing that I can articulate at this point, because it was, it was a while ago, is that they said, why do people think that it would be anything like a computer that we have, considering when you're playing a video game, the laws of nature and the ideas and everything, they're, the, the thing that the character lives is nothing like reality outside of it why do you think it would be just like another level of the same exact reality outside like that we're in a computer 
Oh no, it could be a very, very different reality on on the outside. There, there's no reason to believe that if it is a simulation, there's no reason to believe that the uh, that the outside world would be uh, would be similar to the to the inside world, particularly. You know, but in the idea of it being that, a computer and programs, and that we have that, I don't know. I guess that they could program it in a way that is similar to their world, but it just mm-hmm. seems like. That is an assumption in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certain it certainly is, and you know, I'm I'm open to just about any possibility. It's it's certainly not impossible. The universe has a has a uh, creator. Um, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to find out that you know the universe was created, but it was created by something that has no idea that we exist because yeah. we exist on such a small scale it just hasn't noticed. I'm um, open to all of these things, <laughs> but just in my experience, I just can't imagine that that the the if there is a creator, it doesn't care about us because I have been shown so much like compassion from the the universe itself in my life in so many different ways like and i feel like you can really interact with it if you try well that that may be that may be possible but but at the same time the 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 difficulty that i have with that kind of explanation is that then there are people who who just go through life and have horrible things happen to them for no reason like you know some baby who was born in Palestine 2 months ago and never yeah. even got to live before getting blown the hell up for no reason that he understood you know and i and i think what what did that baby do yeah to have that coming or or you know my my wife what did julia have have do to you know all of a sudden get struck down with cancer at 31 the two countries that don't have in a 70-year-old or older running their country, Indonesia and Pakistan, are also poised to have septuagenarians at the helm after elections this month. Okay, so about to be 10 out of 10. Wow. Um, apparently, the last leader of Pakistan just got put into prison. <laughs> I just heard about that from Ian today. He's been reading about that. Wow. The corridors of power looked significantly less gray in February 2014. Barack Obama, in or at the relatively spry age of 52, occupied the White House. China's Xi Jinping and Russia's Vladimir Putin were in their early 60s. Enrique, Enrique Peña Nieto in Mexico was a youthful 47. What's behind the boom in boomer presidents and prime ministers? A multitude of things. Autocrats have deepened their grip on power. What's an autocrat? An autocrat is uh I don't I don't know exactly what the etymology of but it is is of it but it's uh somebody is I think somebody's power flows from themselves. So it's almost like saying a dictator. Hmm. It does say um somebody with complete power. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, self ruler but not in the good way. Yeah, yeah, it's not not I control myself, but all power flows from me. Yeah. <laughs> Autocrats have deepened their grip on power. Xi began a normal or sorry, norm-breaking third term as Communist Party chief in 2022 in China when he was 69 years old. Putin, who rose to the pinnacle of authority in Russia when he was 47, remains there nearly 25 years later, 
So you're right. There had to have been some kind of a Yeah, there break. was an, an intervening break. And he was sweeping away resistance to his rule. One of his staunchest challengers, Alexei Navalny, died in prison earlier this month at 47. Wow. Barriers to entry have also grown in democracies where winning elections requires ever larger pots of money, which is always something I thought was so shocking. Like when I was a kid, I thought anyone could just run for president, just be like, hey, I'm running for president. Mm-hmm. Vote for me. And it's like you can, but you need a lot and a lot of money. I used yeah. to always say like to my dad, like, you should run for president because you're right about like everything. <laughs> and he would just uh, be like, you need a lot of money to run for president. Yeah, you need you need a lot of money and you need to be connected to very bad people, hmm. um, you know, because, you know, they've pretty much the Democrats and the Republicans cooperated to disenfranchise everybody else. Yep. And it looks like the Democrats are now trying to disenfranchise the Republicans, just turn them into non-people. It is interesting you know? that the Uniparty is somewhat having a fight amongst each other. Yeah. Like with trying to not let Trump run at all and their whole thing that they're not, they don't want New Hampshire to be the first primary kind of seems like a weird thing. Yeah. Well, I I think it's partially because Joe Biden didn't win New Hampshire last time around. And for some reason, they have a fixation that is beyond my comprehension with keeping Joe Biden in power. Yeah. The only thing that I can imagine is that he knows where the bodies are buried and there's nobody else that they that they really trust, to, hmm. you know, but I can't see how he can remember where the bodies yeah. are buried. He I mean, the the attorney general investigated him for for this uh for this uh, uh documents thing and said, "Yeah, he's he's probably committed several felonies, but He's no longer able to form willful intent. Yeah, and I'm thinking, how can you, how can you be, the, you know, the Lord and Master of 320 million people when you can't form willful intent? Yeah, Mark, <laughs> our co-host Mark, who is um, off today because he's sick, he said that he thinks that's the biggest news of the year because he was um, said he could. The, the person who investigated him or, you know, um, inspected him or whatever, the doctor looking at him said that he can't stand trial. He can't stand trial, mm. but he can be the president. Yeah. Yeah. In, incompetent to stand trial, but but competent to run your life. It's absolutely crazy. Well, if you don't like that, feel free to vote for nobody because nobody knows how to run your life better than you do and nobody should be telling you what to do do you have a website to throw out for that um i do it's electnobody.com you can vote for nobody and you can learn more at electnobody.com and he's not 70 years old i'm not 70 (laughs) i'm getting up there though but i'm like older than i used to be i'm a lot older than i used to be i used to be really young (laughs) (laughs) me too I'm older than I used to be. But yeah. Mark is always saying, blah, 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 25-year-old girl. You're a 25-year-old girl. He's always saying that. And I'm like, yes, Mark, yes, I'm 25. Don't forget that I'm always 25. Like, he just thinks I'm the same age as he met me every yeah. year that passes. Trump hmm. is coherent. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to him speak. You can listen to them both speak and realize one of them is, like, 
alive more yeah well, one of them one of them not really knows what's going on and is horrible and the other one is is horrible and has no idea what's going on yeah exactly <laughs> yeah did he see the video of him getting intercepted by the easter bunny no oh god it was one easter at the white house and joe biden uh is he, he gets diverted and he starts walking up to a bunch of reporters behind this barrier to talk to him. And all of a sudden, the Easter Bunny jumps in front of him, starts waving his arms, and he's like, no, go over there, go over there. It must have been a Secret Service agent That's what I was thinking. in the I was like, Easter was it Bunny a costume. But... Handler? It's so creepy. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It had to have been one of his handlers, but it just looked so absurd watching the president be herded away <laughs> from what, uh, people that he probably thought was we're going to give him ice cream by by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> it's just a hilarious video to watch. This timeline, I know people say that a lot, this timeline that we're living on is absolutely absurd. Yeah, yeah. They say that if anybody ever completely understands how the universe works, it will immediately disappear and be replaced by something even more bizarre and inexplicable. And it's also said by some that this has already happened several times. Hmm. <laughs> like the Matrix. This is this is the sixth Neo. Yeah. yeah. It's your sixth try, Neo. <laughs> that that kind of does make sense because if the observation, the theory of if you observe something, it'll it can change or rap or randomly move or act different. Yep. It acts different. If, well, if the Heisenberg principle: the act of disturbing disturbs the disturbs the observed. Hmm. So you can know the velocity of a of a particle, or you can know the position of the of a particle, but you cannot know its position and its and its velocity at the same time, or it will change, hmm. which is just. Um, It'll just move into a different place. Well, basically, it's it's about you. You observe things by bouncing other things off them. So, like um, a, a photon has to hit something and then bounce back and hit you in the eye for you to for you to see it. Mm -hmm. And so, if enough photons are are hitting something to come back and hit you in the eye, apparently that will that's going to be enough to change its. Changes directory is beyond my comprehension. Me I can too. quote it, but I can't wrap my mind around it. Me know? too. Um, even well, there's the old joke though about Heisenberg getting pulled over in the desert, and and the cop says, "Do you know how fast you were going?" And Heisenberg says, "No, but I know exactly where I am." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. <laughs> now that I think of it, hmm. um, I've got a lot of bad scientist quotes. You know how Descartes died. No, uh, Rene Descartes, he the guy thought, said, "I think, therefore, yeah, I am." He well, he's sitting, <laughs> sitting in a beer, and he's sitting in a bar and having a beer, and the bartender walks up, says, "Would you like another?" And Descartes says, "I think not," and disappears. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. I knew he's the author of that quote, but I don't really know anything else about him or what he did or anything. Which one, Descartes? I just know oh. he said, I think they're for him. Yeah, well, well, that's about all there was, because mm -hmm. basically he uh, he was trying to to figure out what he could deduce from pure logic. And, and he deduced that he existed because he existed to ask the question of whether or not he existed. So that's, I think, therefore I am. Um, but but there was really not that far that he could go uh, from there. It's like by 
my my theory of devout agnosticism is that uh, I call myself a devout agnostic because I not only don't know whether there was a God, I don't think I can know mm. whether there's a God. Because even if God appeared next to me and, you know, sat down in a chair with a broken microphone and started talking, you know, I... And, you know, performing miracles all the while, the only thing that I would know is that I had encountered something beyond my ability. But whether that's something that's able to cloud my mind or Mm -hmm. something that actually created the universe, I can never know. And there's a big gulf between those two things that this creature could fit into. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or he could just be a fragment of my, you know, a bit of undigested salami is... uh, as they uh, Scrooge said, oh, oh, that's who said that. <laughs> There's yeah. more of gravy than of grave about you. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, and that is a good point. I mean, um, a lot of people like to say that the only things you can really know are the things you can uh, sense with your senses, and then I just wonder how they think they can really know that. Yeah, yeah, e- exactly. We all we all reason from too little. Uh, too little information, and sometimes it's, it just comes down to what's a useful assumption. I assume the world is real because it's not useful to assume that it's entirely a hallucination, because where do I go from there? Ian and I kind of had, that's my husband Ian, and also co-host of the show is in prison, but uh, we had this whole conversation because, I, I don't know, it's hard to say what position I'm in anymore, like what I believe or anything about this conversation, but I was of the opinion that there is definitely such thing as reality. And I still kind of can't help but think that there is. There is a matter-of-fact reality and um, whether or not we observe it. So, like, if I disappear, everything else is still going to go on. Reality, The reality will be that I was here and then I disappeared. Yeah. Well, as far as I can tell, the world continues to exist when you're not there. Right. You know, I don't know what happens when I'm not there, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as I can tell. I've never been someplace I wasn't. I've been places where you weren't. See, and I think about that, like, there are people who say that, like, if no one is around, it's so stupid, but there are people who really think that we live in this, like, reality where it's like, if you're not observing it in that moment, it doesn't actually exist, and if no one is observing an area in that moment, it doesn't exist, and it just kind of builds itself as people are approaching because they assume it's there. Like, you know that you're supposed to be driving towards the woods, so it builds itself right before you get there because you assume it's there. That's and, funny because that's actually a stage of infant development where they, mm-hmm. they call it the uh, the permanence of yeah the <laughs> non permanence or permanence of of objects that when when infants reveal that uh, or realize that objects continue to exist even when they can't see them yeah and uh, they did an onion article where it was like high school graduates in America are are falling behind on the uh, on the permanence of objects um, mm-hmm. you know they're only forty five percent of people of high school graduates in America now know that objects continue to exist when they close their eyes. That's funny. <laughs> and that's actually, a, a, I'm glad that you made fun of that thing because I don't like it because it's something where I feel like it's like, that sounds so stupid, but can I pr- disprove it? No. But making fun of it makes it seem pretty much a lot more ridiculous. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.